Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new and settling stories, taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. My grandparents used to live in a house located in a very secluded area, surrounded by woods. One of those situations where the nearest neighbor is about a half a mile away from their house. While they were all friendly, there really weren't very many situations where you would ever run into the neighbor out there. Whenever my grandfather had work, it would take him to town for a couple of days. He would then call me to take care of my grandmother, who suffered from debilitating arthritis. One night, it started to rain particularly heavily, and the power was in and out for most of the night, although mostly out. It was strangely windy, and because the house is a hundred years old, you can hear various creaks, shifts, moans, generally disconcerting noises around the house. Around 1 a.m., and the entire house is quieted down, my grandmother and I are both in our beds, the dog is quiet, Everything is off. I'm quickly awakened by a loud pounding sound at the front door. Not sure at first if it was my imagination or a dream, my real life concern grows as I hear more knocking a few moments later. My grandmother was still asleep, and I didn't want the noises to wake her. But that noise had freaked me out, because it was improbable for someone to be out at this hour and it was even more unlikely for someone to be outside of our house. But I thought, maybe it's my grandfather. Maybe there was some emergency that brought him back home at this hour. As I walk downstairs to investigate, the knocking stops. As I set foot into the living room, I catch a glimpse of our dog, who's sitting in the corner, staring at the door, tail between his legs, cowering if I've ever seen an animal do so. At this moment, I figured that something wasn't right, and that if someone was indeed outside of our door, it obviously wasn't my grandfather. I went back upstairs to see if I could see who it was through the window, and I believe I saw a shadow. I'm not sure if it was actually a person's shadow or what. It could have easily been patio furniture or something else twisting in the wind. Either way, I didn't go back downstairs to open that door. I stayed hunkered in bed, and to my relief, there were no more knocks that night. I eventually settled back into sleep, but when I woke up in the morning, all the thoughts still raced through my mind at what could have possibly woken me up in the middle of the night. Still wondering to myself if it could have indeed been a dream, I stepped outside onto the front porch and saw two things that still give me chills to this day. The first was a set of muddy footprints heading from down the stairs up towards the front door. It looks as if they settled right there before pacing the front porch and ultimately heading back down the stairs once more. The second and most frightening thing that I saw came as I turned my attention to the front door. It appeared as if there were gouges or stab marks where the door meets the frame. 
These gouges were about a half an inch deep, and the more I looked, the more it seems like they were meant to pry open the door. And that's when it occurred to me. There was no emergency outside last night. Just a person trying to get inside. While the house itself may be a hundred years old, the door was substantially newer, and obviously strong enough to withhold anybody's advances to try to brute force it open. It was a terrifying realization for me to know that as I stood in the living room, in the middle of the dark, there was a stranger, a mere few feet away from me, trying to get inside, to do only God knows what. My grandparents lived at that property for a few more years, before they ultimately passed on, and I never slept well in that house again after that night. While I missed them both dearly, I'm glad to never have to spend another night on that property ever again. My daughter is three years old, and quite verbose. While her language and vocabulary skills are impressive, it's her memory that gets me every time. It's absolutely fantastic. She will put something of hers away, the teeniest, tiniest of things, and remember a week later just exactly where she put it. Or if I set my glasses down for a bit, and then can't find them because my vision is just plain awful, she'll remind me that she saw them earlier in a certain room, next to a very specific item. Definitely a very keen and aware child. Just last week, she told me, Mommy, do you remember the first time we got Pearl, our corgi, and she was a baby, and you let her ride in my lap all the way home? I liked that. She was just 18 months old when that happened. I had just gotten Pearl, and we were in the car headed home. I asked if she wanted to hold the pup while she was buckled into her car seat. Crazy memory skills, right? Okay, so that was for backstory. About a month ago, she asked me if I remembered when she was in my belly. I said, of course I remember. You love to stretch. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. And got the hiccups every single day. I laughed and went on about her hiccups, and she laughed along with me. Suddenly, her countenance changed, and she looked a little morose. After a moment or two, she asked me a question that rattled me to my core. Do you remember when I was in your belly? And he threw the remote at you? You were very scared. My ex, her biological father, was and is a real piece of work. Classic, controlling narcissist with a temper. I had wanted to leave him long before we ever conceived. I was about seven months pregnant at the time, and out of nowhere, he blew up at me and began yelling. I jumped off the couch as quickly as I could and ran behind it so there would be a barrier between us. He yelled some more and then threw the TV remote at my stomach. I swatted it away with my hand, so thankfully it didn't hit me or hurt her in any way. After more yelling and screaming on his end, I called a friend, made a go bag, 
got my keys, and left him. It had been a long time coming, and that was the final straw. My daughter has never been told that story, as it wouldn't be appropriate. I've never talked about it with people in front of her, at any age. Again, not appropriate. That's her father, and as shitty as he is, I refuse to speak negatively about him to her. I will honor and protect their relationship, provided that it stays healthy. She's never heard any kind of anything about him that would put him in a bad light, and that narcissist would never admit any wrongdoing ever, nor would he ever mention that incident to her. Yet somehow, she still knows. Do you remember when I was in your belly, and he threw the remote at you? You were very scared. Yes. Yes, I was. I'm a 36-year-old man, and this encounter would have happened a little over 10 years ago. I think I was about 26 or 27 at the time, but I can't be 100% on what year it was, although it was sometime between 2011 and 2013. At the time, I was frequently going out with my friends to bars and parties, hanging out until pretty late most weekends. The friend's house that I usually hung out at was on a side street just off a main road where a lot of popular and crowded bars and restaurants were. You had to park on the street at his house. And during the weekend when it was busy, it was pretty common to have to park a few blocks away. The street closer to the bars was pretty nice. But if you went a few blocks in the opposite direction, it got a little sketchier at night. After a night of hanging out, I had to walk back to my car pretty late, which was parked a number of blocks away towards the slightly sketchier area. This was during the winter, so I was wearing some kind of heavy sweater or pullover and a beanie knit hat. This detail is only important, as you couldn't really gather much idea about what I look like from a distance in the dark, aside from my general height and build. There wasn't much through traffic as you got farther away from the bars, and the roads were pretty dark without any streetlights. As I was walking down the sidewalk, a car started slowly creeping down the street, matching my pace as it pulled up beside me, and then stopped. The window of the car rolled down, and driving the car was an attractive young woman who said that I looked cold, and that I should let her give me a ride to where I was going. She seemed super friendly. I indicated that I wasn't parked very far away, and appreciated the offer, but I was just going to keep walking. She then tried really hard to convince me to get in the car with her, since it was, quote, so cold. No small talk to establish any information about me, to make sure that I wasn't a weirdo. Just requests for me to get in the car, and pretty aggressively at that. Based on what I was wearing, and how dark it was out, there was no way she could have had an idea about what I actually looked like to possibly find me attractive. And even if she did... I don't know many women who would pick up a male stranger after midnight when they're alone in their car. There were about ten bars nearby she could have gone to if she just wanted to pick up a guy. There was no reason I could think of that she would have had to resort to driving around offering to pick up strangers. She continued to drive alongside me and offered me a ride again, which I declined once more and kept moving. I picked up my pace and she eventually drove off. As soon as she was a few blocks away, 
I quickly got to my car and made sure there was nobody lurking around or nearby. The whole scenario just felt off, and it didn't make sense to me. I asked my friends about it later, and all of the women in our group agreed. They wouldn't offer a random guy a ride during the night in that kind of scenario, even if the guy looked like Ryan Gosling or Channing Tatum. My suspicion was that there was someone laid down in the backseat of the car, out of view, with a weapon waiting to rob anyone who accepted the ride. I couldn't really figure out any reason she would be offering rides like that to complete strangers in the middle of the night, as it would be very unsafe for her to just pick up a stranger. I just assumed there had to be something nefarious going on in that car, and I do wonder what would have happened if anyone just hopped in it with her. My hopes are that nobody fell into that trap. Stay safe out there, my friends. <laughs>